Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is you have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. You might be surprised to hear my lovely voice kicking it off. Jenny is somewhere gallivanting around the Caribbean right now. I'm not sure exactly where, but I am here with my man Kyle Riggins, Riggs on Twitter. Some of you might know him from uh, Lunch Break, the afternoon show, which I think I saw is coming to an end at the end of this month. A nice run there. We'll talk about that. But what's up, Riggs? Good to have you on, brother. Yo, what's good, everybody? Hope hope everyone's not too disappointed they get my voice instead tonight. But uh, They're all disappointed for <laughs> they're sure. Totally they're totally disappointed. disappointed. I'm trying to not fool myself here. But uh, no, we're going to have a good time tonight. I'm excited to kind of dive into this. You are correct, my man. The lunch break, we are ending it. Uh, we've gone slightly over a year. We can talk a little yeah. bit more about that. Uh, we had a good run, man. But uh, on to the next chapter, onward and upward. Of but, course. Uh, of course, brother. You guys did have a good run. Me here. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. This is going to be fun. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to go over. It'll be interesting to see where the conversation goes. Um, but first, tell people a little bit about yourself. So we're going to go over the news and we're going to go over like some kind of macro things in the space and just shoot the shit. But tell everybody. You know about yourself where you've been you've been you're an OG in a space, you've been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I it's crazy to think that uh if you've been around for two plus years, you're an OG, right? Like it's uh time flies. Uh as you said, I'm Kyle Riggins. I go by Riggs on the timeline. Uh I was a uh I'm a southerner that lives in New York City. So uh born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, I have a background in sales and sales leadership. So prior to leaving a highly successful career to be a crazy lunatic and chase this dream uh i was running a national cybersecurity company uh had a p- bunch of sales reps that reported up to me and then uh left that and spent the last two years uh really studying this technology learning as much as i can uh hosting different shows being a participant in several ecosystems and then the last 12 months i've been uh full-time working in the space as a true consultant for an agency here, uh, helping organizations with uh, go-to-market strategies, communications, uh, and really overall revenue growth, which uh, we'll definitely have to jump into because I think uh, everybody is struggling uh, with that concept of revenue uh, after the dissipation of royalties. Yes, sir. I've heard you talk a lot about that, and I definitely want to hear, dig in, and hear hear what you think, and and get into your thoughts on that for sure. That's awesome. That's uh, so Board Ventures is is where you're working with, right? Yeah, um, board boardroom ventures. So Josh, boardroom ventures. Yeah, boardroom yeah, ventures. Yeah, so uh, three co-founders: Josh Ong, which many people know is Beijing Dow and or Maui Prime, uh, the truest of the true OG board apes. 
Uh, one Kim is one of the other co-founders who has a background in uh, traditional marketing um, and pretty much got red pilled uh, by Josh mm. and really dove into this with him. And then they have a uh, more silent co-founder, John, who next level, dude, he, multiple degrees from like Harvard, mm. MIT, studied block, did, wrote like theses on uh, blockchain technology years and years and years ago. So he is a uh, he's next level. So we've it's been an unbelievable opportunity being around those guys and really diving into it. That's really cool. I definitely want to hear more about that, too. You know, uh, Jenny and I interviewed Josh just a few days ago. It hasn't come out yet. We're recording this on uh, Sunday night, the 29th, probably come out sometime tomorrow. Andy's not going to bang it out tonight. He was just talking. He's probably going to pass out even maybe during the episode, but we'll see. Um, (laughs) But it'll come out. It'll probably come out sometime Monday, Tuesday, the latest. But we talked to Josh. uh, Really interesting. He's a really interesting cat. Definitely yeah. the OG. I mean, I remember when I first hopped on Twitter, he was like already like the man, you know, already like the OG. So that's pretty cool. You must be learning a lot. It must be really interesting. Yeah, no, he's been awesome. Uh, he's an interesting cat, you know, just yep. like like all of us. We've all got our stories. We've got our backgrounds and uh, listening to where he came from to where he is today, especially looking at him, which I know this is an audio show, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The photos of him that I've seen now of like clean cut in suits and things like that versus what we know Josh has today are awesome. Uh, that I- is the truth. His, uh, his zoom thing when it goes to like a non video is an old picture of him. And then it goes like back and forth and it's pretty funny. That's awesome. I hope you asked about karaoke. I really hundred percent. I yes. brought up karaoke. Yes. I did not. I did not sell you out, but I was like, I heard through the grapevine that you are a star karaoke singer. And I got him to laugh. You know, he's uh, pretty stoic, but I got him to laugh on. He was like, oh, no, or something. He said something. <laughs> he's so hard. To, like, he's so hard to make laugh at times. Yeah. yeah you yeah. get a, if you get him smiling, he has this like uh, we did get him smiling, big, cheesy smile. And uh, he lo- he loosens up. But uh, no, he's lighthearted. Uh, he's a lighthearted dude, he, but he is pretty stoic. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so what was going on this week? So let's say so you get one their their lawsuit. Did you follow that so much or, or I did too much? Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, I did follow it. it. It's one of those things. I actually am. I, I think as the lawsuit progressed and the egregiousness that was taking place with what Ryder Rips and Polly were speaking about, mm-hmm. I actually feel like the lawsuit lost a little bit of the allure of what it could have done for the overall impact of the space and, and really became a almost like a defamation lawsuit versus an IP lawsuit. Right. Um, and, and still I'm super glad that, uh, they they found out right. They they definitely fucked around for a bit, and they ended up finding out what took. Yeah, off. they played. A, he played a game. He thought he was cute. Oh, I'll just reverse him and sell him. He thought he was cute, dude. It, he, yeah, 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 yeah. They got they got taken to the cleaners, and I one point six million. One point six million plus attorney fees. Which right, you're right. I'm expecting it, those attorney fees to be more than the one point six million. It could be. Uh, it could be. But when you look at the actual IP section of it, which the origination of this lawsuit, right, came from that aspect of it. And it really was around using Board API Club or BAYC, things like that. It wasn't about the individual 
right you're right assets yep. being yep. leveraged in a different way with a yellow background right it, it and so from a consumer protection standpoint i'm not an attorney but that was my question of how did this impact the consumer protection side of things when you get licensed out these ips or we're told you own the ip right and so i i want to know a little bit more about that and maybe it'll come um but it, it it was a good win and i'm happy it's off the plate especially for gordo you know with with the heart issues things like that going through any type yeah if you've been in a leadership role in business like i have i've gone through some lawsuits they suck yeah, man dude. and they take a toll on you so yeah. i'm glad it's yeah. over for them and they can really get back to focusing on what's what's important yeah hell yeah i bet they didn't make it uh that they didn't do the defamation side of it because then you got to hash all that stuff out, and then you, you then they'd have to go over all the evidence and all the different you know parts of it. And nobody wanted that. I I'm surprised it came to an end this fast. Actually, yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't paying. I was like, I was hearing the news about it and paying attention, but I didn't know it was quite like that. I actually listen. You ever listen to Carly Riley? Overpriced I do. JPEGs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, she she's been in the courtroom. Oh, she's been in the uh Sam Bankman Freed courtroom. I heard her today. I just mixed those two up. Whoops. She's been in the Sam Bankman Freed courtroom every day, which I found crazy. I was listening to her podcast today, and she was literally sitting in the courtroom with that. But uh not this good. That, that was good. That, that courtroom there. would be wild to sit in. I mean, yeah. I, I have heard just outrageous things, like where he's just like, I didn't know sending money from clients to this other account was fraud. Right. What? Well, he what? just says like, they just put a bunch of stuff on the table and I just signed it. Like <laughs> that dude's what a mess. That whole situation. I, I'm not going to lie though. I could almost believe it because let me tell you what my biggest question around this SBF thing is how did this guy, how did this guy, the way he looks, speaks, He's not charismatic at all. He doesn't right. command attention at all. How did he get in these rooms and have these people go and back him? I, I, well, it's the money because he because he donated more money than anybody to both sides of the of politicians. Uh, it's always money. Kind of you you, you yeah. follow the money. That's how it always yeah. happens. But it's mm. just baffling at, at times when yeah. you think through it, like. God, I mean, I know it was such a pot. It was so fake. Like there's too many coins, dude. There's like so much of this stuff. That's all like, and you're getting these valuations from just garbage, you know, like, dude, it's vaporware. Most of it is absolutely yeah, it it's, it's all on top of each other. And this one's worth something. Cause that one is like, it's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I, I was, I was at an event Friday night uh, at a birthday party. And I'm, I swear, I go to this birthday party. I'm with my wife, Mrs. Riggs. I'm like, we're not going to, I'm not going to talk NFTs. I'm not going to, I promise. I promise. I'm not going to do it. Like first conversation yeah, that know. pops up, this guy introduces me and he goes, yeah, he's in crypto and NFTs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't need to talk about that. Right. Yeah. And but I only I, have, I host a show every single day and I've been, <laughs> it starts going down the path and he goes, so you're into crypto. Like, how many cryptocurrencies are there? And I go, I don't know. A lot. Right. He was like, I could know. you name like 20% of them? I go, probably not. I mean. No, no way. No way. No chance. Is it, isn't there like 25 different ETHs? Can't they like, like people can yeah. like make clones and I'm like, that's like, 
it, it, it's crazy. So I was just like having to backpedal a little bit all yeah. while, like trying to close this conversation. Cause I see my wife, just the eyes staring at me. Like, right. Are you going to pay attention to me? Are we going to do anything aside from talk about your cryptocurrencies and your JPEGs? And I'm like, I tried, I promise I tried. I never... <laughs> It's an interesting conversation. People always want to talk about it. Didn't that die? Aren't they worth? Aren't they worthless? You know. Well, according to Rolling Stone, they're all worthless. So you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of good. them are. Most of them are. Yeah. If they're, they're not, not far they, like most of them are already, and the right. ones that aren't, most of them will be. Like yeah. it, it's just the reality. Yeah. And then new ones will come out. And then, you know, it is that is what it is, for T- sure. Totally. Yep. Are you uh, jealous uh, of everyone in Hong Kong this week? I know I am. Uh, so I'm not yet. Like, I'm starting to get there. Like, I'm starting to see the tweets have landed in Hong Kong. I know. I know, um, I know once the photos start hitting and all the parties and the stories of, oh, my God, I got to hang out with this person and have this conversation. I'm going to be like, God, that said, the trip is just brutal man like yeah i don't i don't do well with like uh jet lag i'm kind of a bitch uh, see i'm, I'm good that. on that i'm good with jet lag i'm good with long flights i'm a traveler i'll go i don't give a fuck I, Dude, I'll <laughs> tell you, let me tell you the key to jet lag so you're talking about you go to europe and you take like uh whatever usually you do a red eye and you land like the next morning yep. or afternoon and what everybody does is they go to the hotel. They're so tired. Oh, check in at 1 p.m. Oh, pass out. And then you're screwed because you wake up at midnight. Yep. You you need to bulldog that one day. You need to just drop your stuff and just walk like 10 miles through the city. Explore your neighborhood. Eat some food. Go back at a normal time. Go to sleep. Pass out all night. You wake up. The next day, you're perfectly fine. That's how you do jet lag. It's mental. Jet lag is mental, bro. You I, need I have to no just, doubt. Your first sleep needs to be the first real nighttime when you get there, no matter how long that is. You might need to be up for 30 hours, but then you get that full sleep and you wake up and you have a nice breakfast and you're good to go. See, what the listeners don't realize is you just told me I have a weak mind. You're like, it's all you, you mental, brother. Mind. I'm just saying it's all mental. I didn't say you. <laughs> it's all good. I've got a weak mind when it comes to yeah. it. I but, think it's uh, all mental. My wife and I flew to Barcelona like six or seven years ago, and I can remember this vividly. We got there and I'm fine. I'm like ready to walk around town. She's like passed out in the hotel lobby, <laughs> like waiting for our room. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I, I. I've done so I've gone to Japan a couple of times. I mean, I've traveled all over. Yeah. I will say the the time the one time I handled the jet lag the best, which I think Ape Fest would be similar because you're going, you're excited about everything. But I had a I won a trip from a being a top sales uh mm. person in the country. So five star, full like, you know, tour guide the entire time. So when we got there, we actually had stuff to go do. In Japan, so, in Japan, so like yeah, you just had to change clothes, yeah, push put some water on your head, an itinerary, and yeah. go right. And you're right, you if you do it, you're good. It's those trips, yeah. though, when you don't have that like thing to get out the door to get you to, you yeah. just like I'll just lay 
just put my head down just for a quick yeah, second. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, for sure. You're fucked for you could be fucked for three or four days if you do that the first day. If you fucked. take that nap. Hundred yeah. percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, people ruin their whole trip. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Dude, it's it. interesting though. I think this eight fest is gonna be it's gonna be really important for the for the community holistically. Yeah. I think the way Ape Fest has been done in the past with it being really music festival driven, this one is not. Yeah. So I think it's setting the tone around that. I, one of the things that I started looking at wasn't about the Ape Fest events, so it was about the cross community events. And I'm, I'm taking a note of a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There, there are, but I'm, you know, there's some, there's some projects that I'm like, why the fuck are you not there? Why are you not yeah. doing something? I mean, yeah. Proof and Moonbirds, my like my home home turf in essence. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you not there? Like, this is the type of event you it's go. A, it's to a bridge it's community. a big time. Yeah, a lot of my friends are there. A lot of people look like they went. Cap went. It looked like he flew over. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. yeah. That's pretty dope. That's pretty yeah. dope. Josh and one are both there too. So like, I'm oh, okay. Pretty, so I'm okay. gonna be holding down the fucking fort all week in the office. Damn. You know, we've got remote workers as yeah. well, but we're the ones in New York City, and so like, yeah. I'll definitely have some FOMO this week where I'm like riding solo and I'm like, uh, yeah, oh, that should have been a business expense. Josh, what the, what the heck, dude? You heard it here first, Josh. Yeah. Should have been a business. Been a, expense. Hey, that should have been a, you need rigs out there making content, meeting people, shaking Facts. hands. Facts. Woo. Yeah. I, I missed opportunity. Man. Yeah. Missed and business, cl- business class. Cause you don't want them showing up jet lagged. It's business class or nothing. Like, right, I, mean, I mean, yeah. First off, you can't see. And you're me in New York. Here. That's a hop, skip, and jump from New York. It's a direct flight. Yeah, you, you no doubt. And, and the people yeah. can't see me, but I'm pure. I'm high class, right? Yeah. Like I'm. High yes, class yes, yes, yes. You could tell. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. Absolutely, it's business mm. class or anything. Yeah, yeah. They would. They'd probably put you in business class anyway, even if you had a coach seat. Just well, when you see me, right? Right. You know, they just wouldn't. Like, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to put you in. Sir, we need to upgrade you. you yeah, just, yeah. You bring up. You lift up the rest of the people up here. Yeah. Right. Totally. You're just gonna bring the morale up of the whole plane. <laughs> oh, I, I love, love that. Oh man, yeah, dude. Now it it does look like it's gonna be a fun time. Hong Kong is popping. My buddy Mark was posting pictures walking around some food market. Oh, like what a great city! That must be must be so cool. It's gonna be awesome. Like, yeah, I I just one of the things I hope doesn't happen. So I've thought about this a lot, and and because I like to travel, right? I like to immerse myself in other cultures. Same. When you travel to Hong Kong. And you're going with a big group of people. And you're even if you're going solo, you're going to hang out with people, right? Mm-hmm. I I hope we don't get stories of the same people going and doing stuff, just bouncing from party to party. Like, yeah, you want to see people taking in the culture. Yeah, taking yeah. the mm-hmm. culture, but also go find those community members that live over there that can't travel to the New York cities at times and spend time with them, try to understand them. I mean, there's so many cool opportunities that everyone, myself included, right. We, we always question where are the opportunities in this space? It's within the people you've got yeah, to you're find right. it. And it's in Asia and it's in Asia. And it's in there's, Asia. There's, there's more, there's like, you know, there's just, that's where all the people are. 
Absolutely. That's Japan, where Japan, Indonesia, China, you know, like build the, the tech yeah. builders are, are not that we right. don't have some incredibly. No, they are. Yeah, yeah. here, But they are, yeah. they are on a different level. The way they look at things, the time horizon that they have over there. Right. right. I mean, I don't know. I, I've talked with, so I've gotten pretty close with a couple of people that live in Korea through Moonbirds and, and a couple other communities. And they're like, yeah, I mean, the bear market doesn't really impact us like you guys are having. Like, yeah, I mean, it's things are down, but we we saw this coming. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we pretended like we saw it coming. We we yeah. all why didn't you let us know? Yeah, I mean, seriously, geez. don't hold that alpha. But uh, you know, the other aspect though, that I think is something these teams need to really think through is she was like, you know, the community pr- like prop of these projects doesn't matter over there because most of the communication is coming out in forms of English and, or in time zones that where they can't participate in the activations. And so they're looking at this in a much different way, which I will say, if we're going to say we're, we're community first and communities of value prop, we probably should start to think about that and potentially have two types of community managers, a, a, you know, an Asian Pacific community manager and a, a North American type of a community manager. And you build differently, but you build alongside of each other and you don't ostracize half the fucking world and where they can't participate. I think that would probably be a important thing to to learn. Um, now, you're right. You're right. As the space matures, especially like, I mean, you guys, people were complaining, but they're making a smart move. The people that wanted to go are heading over there. It's like a pilgrimage. Uh, you know, are what are other what are other projects going to do to you know to foster those communities? What I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what most of these projects are even going to do to exist. To be honest with you, like yeah. the ones yeah. that are just they created the IP. So there's like like you just pivoting to games. It seems like they're going to do great. It seems like they're going to make money. I don't know what the NFTs are going to do, but right. Like what games, like I don't play games, honestly. Like me neither. I don't play games. So I can't really get like all these ones that we were getting hyped about games. I'm just not hyped about games at all anymore. Like how good is a game going to be to get me to play it? I don't even know. I don't think it could be good enough to get me to play it. At least not where it's, there's a, a value add. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'll sit and play pudgy dash uh, right. on my phone because it's it's like a little frogger game where you just yeah. kind of click it and that i'll play, I play tetris the-, the only thing i play is tetris when i get yeah bored. so so i'll play a game like that right something that's on the subway yeah. i can sit and play if i'm you know in between commutes something like that 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 makes sense but to play hours on end and i i think where yuga has missed it and i've been very vocal on this and i try to be respectful as well of these leaders of these projects, because I understand building in this space is challenging, but there's a reason why everybody was so pissed that the rewards from the forge and whatever the, the other games they were doing wasn't big enough. It's because it wasn't fun. So right. if you're, if it's a grind, if it's a way of earning money, people are going to expect that reward to be higher versus if it's just fun and there's an additional reward that comes with it, then that's something that that's entirely different. So the game side of things is not 
necessarily where I see my focus going. I think there's a ton of potential there. Gaming is huge in the world. And so if some of these teams can do something great, awesome. To your other point, though, is what are these teams going to do to exist? Uh, I think that's the biggest challenge that they're having right now. Um, And I don't think anybody's fully immune to it because if you think about these early on 2021, early 2022 projects, right? They built an entire business model around royalties. And so then royalties dried up, which they were hoping pro- they probably, if they were smart, knew that would happen. However, they probably expected it to be a longer period of time before it took place and for them to be able to find out what that product was that they were going to build. Now you have them in a capital crunch situation where if you're looking at a PL, it's just cost outlay, cost outlay, because that's the other concept. To reward holders is a cost, whether it's in real life activations, partnerships with uh different teams, partnerships. Right. Yeah, people it. want stuff free forever. Like oh. I think that's like how long can you just you can't just keep giving people stuff for free. So when you have that situation, plus the aspect of them trying to have to find a product market fit that they can reverse engineer to where it's aligned with their original vision that they've pitched to these holders, you've now narrowed it down further and further and further to actually be able to accomplish something. And so it's like, man, this is we're we're in for a world of hurt that's why like when i said when people say we haven't hit bottom i'm like you're fucking crazy man you are insane right like the only thing people have figured out is like merch that's the only thing they've really merch well right yeah well that's merch but yeah yeah exactly and, and that's the, that's the thing it's like the selling stuff did we come in here yeah. for to to get rich, yes. Collectibles, like, right? Let's yeah, be that's real. why everybody came. That's why let's we came. Real. That's why we came. We came here yeah, to get yeah. rich. Yeah. Then, yeah. We, then we fell in love. I, yeah. At least for me, we fell in love. Well, we wouldn't the, still be here nineteen months into this bear market talking totally. like this. Totally. Nineteen months, like that goes without saying, right? Totally. And, and so yeah, we yeah. fell in love with the concept of this community, the concept of ownership, the concept of being able to build alongside these teams and have access and all this good shit right but then we start to look at what innovation has taken place and honestly it's astounding at how many of these teams are on the backs of the blockchain are building web2 organizations and so is that a problem i don't think that's a problem as long as you find a way to bring it back to the blockchain I think anytime companies can build a business that drives sustainable revenue that are that's able to be forecasted and predictable is something that's incredibly important for for the scaling of any type of business. And so the question really where I start to think about it is what teams have the capability whether it be through their IP which I'm not an IP maxi but whether it be through their IP to actually drive something that could be really cool, entertaining, engaging, and and permeate so much further than just this Web3 audience, or who has the chops to build some tech solution that actually fits either a want or a need 
and or both that also pushes past this Web3 bubble because we we can't keep seeing. I I, I love pudgy penguins. I got my my pudgy collectibles up here. Pudgies are doing it phenomenally, but they they did it on the backs of their community where they actually came in. They rallied the community. They, they built that up and they created a rally cry. We're going to be the biggest IP company in Web3. Simple, clean. Everybody can get behind it, whether we're getting rewards or not. So when they get into Amazon, everybody goes nuts and buys them. When they get into Walmart, everybody goes nuts and buys them and creates that network effect, right? I love the fact that they have the pullback into the blockchain with, with the little pudgy traits and pudgy world. My big question is, what's their conversion rate? I want to know some data around that. Is it working from that standpoint? Now, all of a sudden, though, you see all these other teams wanting to do similar things, right? You saw Clanosaurs come out with pudgies. You've had vFriends do it. You've had... You, we, we can't take a playbook and just repeat it. It won't ever work. We've got to take the playbook and manipulate it into our own steal like an artist right and add something to it innovate iterate take the take the aspect take an aspect that you are really impressed with and use that in your idea yeah yeah totally so i just don't see enough of that and uh it's just an unfortunate situation i don't think a lot of teams have the capabilities to do a lot of what is some of these successful quote unquote successful teams are doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's one of those where I go back and start thinking of (laughs) if I was right, you know, if I was leading this project, what would I do? Right. And I chose chose not to start my own project when I could have in the bull, right. Like everybody else did partly due to the fact I didn't want to be like an indentured servant to, Mm -hmm. you know, beholden to your holders at all times where, you can never do right. Um, nor did I want to eventually look at, I think we overuse the term rug in this space far too often. A failed business is not a rug. Um, and if you fail, you're like exiled from this space altogether forever. And your, your entire reputation is burned. I, I just didn't like that concept. I like working with teams. I like working with leaders. I love being around strong leaders. Um, but there's only a couple companies I think I could do something with. I mean, even if it was me, right? Like I don't see a lot of them as having a ton of forward capabilities, but that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not deep in those, those other projects. So it's tough. One thing that nobody's really like, I, I want to see people start to bring some of these characters to life, like some really good animation, some really good you know, give them a voice. Like, I think that would help some of the stuff. I always thought that would how you don't see that yet. Like, yeah, even, even cool cats and doodles. Like they're like, here's our characters. And they might be like, like a crappy animation. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, we've worked with some companies at boardroom, helping them create mm-hmm. their, their story Bibles, right. Where it's really, from start to finish how these yep. characters work and 
that's the other challenge of this space, right? You can build out an entire plot, but how are you going to intertwine all of these characters where you make everybody happy? And there's a lot of them that are duplicates. They look the same aside from background colors. So there's a lot of challenge there, but I totally agree. That said, and a good animation is expensive, man. Like you very, I know, I know. It's really very, good very animation expensive. is like what, sh- uh, I, oh, who is Shadow Wolf? Is it Shadow Wolf? Yeah. Um, the, the you talking about the, the company that Doodles purchased? I think that's what it's called. I don't remember exactly. It's something like that. They do incredible work. They like, do. Next level. Like they did the two animations for proof for their mythics. Uh, but man, it's. I don't think I saw those. I don't think I oh, saw those. Oh man, you should go watch. Like they're really good. Like I will. I do. It remind you of like Disney movie. Like. Okay. But it didn't bring it a life enough, right? It didn't say this is a character's name. This is how you get attached to this character, right? And, and I'm with you, dude. Like Blue Cat, man. Cool Cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the Cool Cats is one of those projects I actually think I, if I give was, it a voice, give us a 30 second cartoon. Dude, you're, you're, you're about to have this character in the Macy's Thanksgiving, Day right. Christmas, yep. or Thanksgiving parade. How do these kids look up at that? Like you go it there, right? And you see SpongeBob. You you relate and it brings back the the episodes and this and that, right? You you see all types of characters. When you see the blue cat, what's what emotion is it going to invoke in these children? Is it going to will it even invoke that it's a cool cute little cat? Potentially, right? Will it do enough to where their parents pull out their phones or they pull out their phones and Google what it is. Maybe. But I think that they've got to figure out like Pudgy is going to be an interesting one, right? Pudgy, Pudgy has pushed this IP out to where they have had, I think, over 7 billion views on GIFs. I know. That's crazy. It's yep. crazy. So the yep. the characters are now starting to resonate. They're starting to be recognizable. Like my sister has sent me gifts, not knowing what she was sending me. And they were pudgy gifts. No way. Like when I was headed to Walmart uh, to do my sweeping to support the team, I called my mom and I was telling her, yeah, one of the projects I'm involved in and supporting, uh, they just got into 2000 Walmart. So I wanted to go pick up a bunch of these toys. I'm going to send some to the nieces, nephews, all that good stuff. And she goes, oh, is that those penguins? And I was like, have I talked to you about penguins? And she goes, no, but I saw them on LinkedIn. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So now she's seeing it, right? My sister's seen it. Other people have seen it. That said, what's the story? Who are the characters? You know, is there a bad guy? Is there another, is there another character that's going to get brought into right. this? And how yeah. can you start telling those to where you really start to have that emotional attachment to that character where collecting it actually means something right because that that's the only way i see value eventually continuing to appreciate to owning any of these things right because yeah because you do get there's a whole bunch of different characters but they're all just pudgy penguins they're not they don't have names they're not like the wizard one and the whatever it is um I mean, Luca is what he's done has been incredible. He's like, he's got this merchandising thing down. He's, you know, he did it with gel blasters. He did it with Von Dutch. Like he's just, he's got a real, like a real plan in place. And 
good connections. Like it's, it's really impressive. Hopefully they do hit it from that neck, that other angle too, where they can, cause you're right about that. Like you go, you see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael. Right. And these ones, it's just, you know, um, and then the other, the other side of that whole thing is, so you have these companies trying to figure out their business models, even if they do, how does that impact it, the, the collectibles? I mean, only in the fact that they can just make them collectible unless they like, there's not real. Yeah. Like Luke is trying to do, Luke is trying to do some interesting things with the royalties. Maybe he'll knock that out of the park, but. You know, it yeah, doesn't I mean, seem like it'll be that much. I think it's when you start to look at, you start to really segment. All NFTs are not the same, right? Plain and simple. Pudgies is an IP token. So you you have this character that you're hoping they build this brand and you'll have licensing opportunities. Will that work? Time will tell. Will there be an aspect to collecting these down the road with Without those licensing agreements, time will tell. Then you have other tokens that I would consider like membership and access tokens, right? And, and those are different. And so I would take Moonbirds, for example. Moonbirds, we went CC0. You have no IP rights to it. So there is a, there's a collectible aspect to these things. There are still rarities that you can still, I, like I have a very rare Moonbird and I freaking love it. It's a dope Moonbird. That said, what's the value of holding it, right? And it's supposed to be access to their community, access to their network, and hopefully access to a, a platform or some other solution that they build. I mean, I, I if I were running proof, which I'm not, I, I have zero say. Uh, let's put that out there. This is just Riggs speaking. I Aren't was, you on the community board or something? Uh, I was elected what? to the first inaugural community council. Our term has yeah. just ended uh, recently. Okay. okay. Uh, right. But I, I'm also, I'm very close with the team. Uh, I've gotten to be friends with Justin. Uh, I've had several conversations with Cairo and uh, just trying to support him in different ways and, and share things. So I definitely... Uh, care about that team a lot and that said i will also give my critiques at times you know i i am known as spicy rigs and i'll give a spicy take every once in a while uh i would like to see them take their cash right they've got a big treasury and how much did they raise how much did they raise they raised the 60 million dollars and then you that's just vc i believe moonbird oh, they raised and, 60 million vc gave yeah. 60 yeah, sixty million VC, and then I think they did Jesus. another seventy million, in mint, seventy million in mint royalties, something in that ballpark. Ooh, so, how much gas got burned? Another fifty million? Oh man, probably, dude, probably. Oh. I remember, and it was a raffle too. All of our stuff was guaranteed, and yeah. people were pumping gas. I remember I put oh a tweet out like, God. "If you are pumping gas for a raffle, go fuck yourself." Like, yeah. I, I was so angry, and then of course, what I do, speed up. Speed up, like I start doing the same. I'm like, right. Uh, but I'd like to see them build, like I would call it, like an engagement platform, right? So they they're going down this path of wanting to be the art collectors PFP. Their their original uh, collection proof collective was an art collective. Well, so let's let's go back to when they because when they dropped, I don't know if people remember when was this? Was this like proof collective was December 2021? Moonbird, yeah, okay. March 2022. Ooh, March was literally that was other side. 
That was Russia invading Ukraine. That was the peak, peak end of it all. It was, it was March. It was. Yeah. yeah. So um, when Moonbirds and proof, the proof, pa- the proof pass went to like 125 ETH or something. 140. 140 ETH. Moonbirds went to like 40 by itself. Four, yep. And like, so there, so they raised, so it's like $130 million. They were, I mean, and they were talking like, it was impressive. We're, it was looking at like, I was looking at that thing like, wow, this is going to be incredible. And then from the outside, so what I had a uh, an oddity, which I know it's Gremlin, but that art was pretty whack. It was right. Not, uh, yeah. No, right. it was it was weird. It was yeah. odd. It was odd. Yeah, it, they were the oddities. Name, they were oddities. The name, yeah. They missed on that. So that was the right. first miss. But I had I had one. I bought it for like one ETH. I don't care about that. That's my own fault. But and then I I put it up to get burned or whatever. You probably know better how it works, but I got one of the new ones. It's actually kind of cool looking, but it's not worth anything, but it's kind of cool looking. Um <laughs> uh, but like it's just so from the outside, they've gone from they they've raised they raised 130 million dollars selling tokens at a hundred grand each. The proof passes for half a million, whatever it is. And now they're just like, oh yeah, we'll give you some arc drops. It's kind of a little bit like, geez, like you guys are settling, right? Or that's yeah. like from the outside. I'd yeah, like no, trust me. It it's one of those that I want to see him swing. I want to. You, yeah. you miss. Michael Jordan said, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." Right? I want to see him start taking. Of course, shots. of course. Yeah. Um, I think that they've done some extremely good things especially in the art side of the house. You know, when you start to think of who they've done, they've had Tyler Hobbs involved in it. They've had uh, Jack Butcher. They've had Alexis Ohanian. They've had Grant R- River Yoon. I mean, they've- Yeah, incredible artists. Incredible Kevin Rose artists, can get right? anybody he wants. He could tap he, anybody he wants on the shoulder. People, terrible. Thousand percent. You know, thousand tons percent. of people, right? So I think they've done good things they've missed expectations and then they've not built anything that's sustainable yet. And so where I was sharing with them that I was like, dude, I've got an idea. I want to pitch it to you. So I pitched them this idea. This is recent. I have no clue if it'll go anywhere, but I think it's a good idea. I really do. I, I, I spoke to some community members about this. I'm calling it like an engagement platform, right? But this engagement platform can also be a educational platform. And we can go down the path of using our tools, our, our skills of the people that are in the community, the partnerships you have in place, uh, additionally with just the name you have, the money you have, and you can build something cool from basic things like education around wallet management, wallet security, all the way to how to code for uh, generative art, to how to use different art tools. And so you can actually tap into some of your artist network so that they can actually create a revenue stream by teaching these courses. You can then say you go start doing Adobe suite lessons, right? You can go to Adobe and this is where you can actually drive big partnership dollars if you're getting the the daily active users and can actually create a partnership to say, hey, you guys pay us. We're going to continue to push your products forward and, and continue to onboard people how to use them. Additionally, how you could create more revenue is this would be a subscription model aside from owning a Moonbird. If you own a Moonbird, you get this, this subscription for free. If you own a Mythic, you would then get a percentage off. 
And then if not, if you're anybody externally, whether that's web two or web three, you can come in as a subscription subscription model. You can pay in ETH, you can pay in however you want to pay it, right? USD, doesn't matter. But this way you actually are driving behaviors. You do all these courses on the blockchain. So as they're completing these, these courses, they're getting different tokens and or certificates, whatever you want to call them. The, those would be NFTs. The more you do, the more rewards you get, so on and so forth. And so you could actually create a sustainable business all while remaining true to your direction of being an art collector's PFP by driving people to understand how to create the art, which then would in turn would be collected. So just a thought process. And you can actually build far more than just an education platform. You can do yep. a lot more with it once you have the bones. We'll see what happens. I'm putting it out on, on air. I've shared it with them. We'll see what, what they do. Yes, that does sound like a good idea. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Have you seen what World of Women is done with the patio, the thing they're doing? Oh, I I, I spoke with Shannon. Uh, yeah, we interviewed months, her recently. Yeah, we a few months back recently. prior to them okay. launching it. So I got like a sneak peek of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one, I know their tech partner as well, who's building on the back, building it from the background. I think it's really dope. Uh, you know, the challenge with these old projects, and I say old, meaning those 2021, 2022 projects, mm-hmm. engagement is so bad. Yeah. yeah the, there's the nobody around, right? Apathetic. There's they probably, right, there's probably so many wallets where people haven't even looked in there and they're just like sitting there. Yeah, I know. So if you it's can't bad. drive people to create habits of behaviors to come back and actually get on your platform. You won't get it. And then even the incremental revenue opportunities like World of Women's doing with the Monopoly boards, you're not selling enough of them because there's apathy within the community as well, where they're saying, eh, I don't, you know, I'm already down $30,000 on this. I don't need to spend another $250 on this Monopoly board because they haven't fully rallied the community and galvanized them in a direction. It all starts with the community from from the ground up. It all starts there. Yep. Makes everything else make sense. It makes hundred percent. I mean, that that's the only. Honestly, that's the only true benefit right now for a founder to want to build in this space is if you do it yeah. the right way, you have that immediate network effect, and right, you know, that's something that is hard to get. Like, I mean, again, not to always use Luca as an example, but he, it's just a prime example. Getting into 2000 Walmarts day one is incredibly hard, let alone with a pallet program. The fact that they, they're selling the way they are, it all started with those people going out and posting all online, right? And then the more it, it kind of creates that flywheel and then more and more people, it becomes on a bestseller from the website, drives people to want to, what is this, right? And then if you go by a shelf, if you're walking by a shelf and it's human nature as well as be like, dang, there's only three of these left. What's going on here? Right. And you kind of like, I'll grab it. I'll grab it. Like it's a box. Um, So you, I think you've got to find a way to galvanize your community to, to be able to have that network effect. I mean, otherwise what's the benefit. And, And I think you're seeing that actually, that's, I think what you're going to see as an issue with all these made by eight products. There's nobody actually, just because it's made by apes doesn't make it a Yuga product. 
it makes it a made by ape product. And so I'm not a believer that all these apes are going to go and buy all these products. I think the apes will go buy the products from the people that support them, right? If you like somebody, like with like Stephen Cap, Cap's got a couple of things that he's doing. I'll support. Yeah, board, there's board shorts. Yeah, which yeah, I question. What? What? I, I'm uh, okay. Oh, oh, shit. oh shit! I'm gonna say it. Cap listens, bro. Uh oh. Say, it. Know, say it, please. I want to know, Cap. Do these shorts have netting in them, and are they an elastic waistband? Because oh if they got God. the netting in them, oh I don't know if we can God. call them board shorts, bro. TMI, TMI. I'm not on a picture rigs with netting. <laughs> None of that. Oh no, but uh, I'll go support them because I like them, right? If of course, if Ben.eth were to make a made by apes product. Am I going to go buy that product? I'll just send ETH right to his wallet. That's fine. Well, uh, you know, he's got another token coming out. It's all right. That's fine. I was just going to send ETH. Yeah. My God. But that my point stands. I'm not going to buy things just because they have an ape on them if I don't resonate with the person who's behind it, right? And so yeah. you get the network effect if you're building like Cap and Steve mm-hmm. and have developed a community. Right, I'll buy a pair of shorts for sure. I'm going to buy Holy. Steve's book, like all Holy. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll probably buy a few of uh, yeah. Steve's books to hand of out, course. things like that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I want them to succeed because they're my friends. Yeah. yeah. And they provide value every day. Totally. I, I haven't given them a penny. I listen every day to those guys. Believe me, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I've been no doing doubt. a show every day. It's hard. Yeah, I know. I it's know hard. you have, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So you guys are 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 coming to an end. Riggs has been doing every day, uh, Monday through Friday, noon to one Eastern. You and J Web. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been a hell of a run, man. Let me tell you, we've we've done some really cool things. I, I think we, I believe we've added value for the people that have listened in. One you way have, you have, I, you have, I listen as much as I can. You see me down there. You definitely have. I do. You guys have had some awesome interviews. What was your favorite interview? I, I honestly, I think my favorite show was the Frank D gods, Kevin D gods episode. And I, it was partly due to the fact Frank actually, actually, I remember that one. To be on and that the blew show. up too. Wasn't then like uh, 750 people show up in there. Didn't it go 2,700 people. 2,700. Oh, yeah. oh, like the overall, that there, might've been at one time. I might've seen that at like one time or something. So we crest over. I know we crest over the thousand listener mark at one time. Wow. I remember that day. Photos. I remember that day. And yeah, so like, yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there trying to, and let me tell you, managing, whoever says managing a stage with that many people in the crowd is easy. Mm-mm. It was stressful. Yeah. And so Frank wasn't supposed to come on. All of a sudden he pops in before Kevin and he comes up. And, and wasn't I, that right? Wasn't that right in the middle of the migration from Solana? Wasn't that right? When was, was that? Now, I think it was them migrating to Solana or to, yeah, to. Right. Polygon, that was. To yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so he had just made an announcement. And I, prior to me going to work at Boardroom Ventures, when I had my whole setup here, uh, to do it, I would always have wrestling intros for people, right? When they came up to speak, I'd have a different. So I had Generation X uh, ready to rock and roll for Kevin, but it worked even better for uh, for our other guy, um, for, for Frank. Frank. For Frank, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
So when Frank came on and I gave him that, he loved it. And then he goes, yeah. So I just put an announcement out and I saw Kevin was supposed to be on this show. He didn't know I was going to put the announcement out. So like, I figure he'll yell at me less for being live on the show. So let's just get it out in the open right now. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. This is awesome. We're going to see two dynamics take place here. Uh, and it turned out to just be an awesome show. But I, I, you know, I had Luca on several times. Um, I think one of the really good shows was my my making up with G-Funk. Uh, I, I did had a bit of a villain arc with G-Funk from Pixel Vault. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I think I remember that. Him and, and VGF came on. Yeah. And so like we yeah. had a good, good conversation around why he, you know, and, and he gets it from the sheer fact that it was a lot of things he did wrong, but no, the show was awesome, man. And, and I learned more about hosting and being on a microphone and how you, mm-hmm. especially valuable. Yeah, yeah. Especially with non-visual, right. With non-visual it's, it's different. You've got to have certain inflection points. You've got to be know when to read off people, and when to chime in is harder than people think. And so I learned a ton of lessons, but you know, at this bear market's been tough um, on a lot of things, let alone just the fact that there's in order to grow right now on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. I think you've got to lean so far into the clickbait right now and the negativity. And it's just not where we want, even though I want to get spicy at times, I want to tell someone to go fuck off every once in a while. It, it, it feels good. I, I just don't want to have the Yuga is a rug Twitter, you know, title. I don't want to have the same 15 people. There's no reason today. to be negative. There's no, right. no reason in the moment. It might feel good. It's everybody remembers. There's no put positive. That's what I do. Like, I share when I like what I see cool something an artist does. Like, congratulations. That's the shit I put on Twitter. I don't get engagement. If I was like, fuck this shitty ass team, like I'd get a little more engagement, but I don't, there's no reason to put negative negativity out there for anybody. Well, my, my thing as well is, and and again, we don't know everybody's backgrounds, right? People don't know all my backgrounds, but at the same time, I think there's a clear difference of working in the space and being a commenter of the space. And when you want to sit up on stage and talk poor poorly about all of these builders that are trying their best, take away if you haven't. I, this is what bothered me a lot about the proof stuff. And I'll use them as an example. Cairo mm-hmm. became a punching bag, right? Because of the CC0 decision, which was horrifically bad decision. We all know that. That said, every time they call proof a rug or moonbirds a rug, you diminish the value of their employees and what they do day in and day out when they're working their asses off. They may not be succeeding to your liking, but what are you doing to build anything in this space of value aside from speaking about it? And don't get me wrong, speaking about it can be value. But at the same time, it's not the same. And so until you get in that hot seat, right? Like when I really got full time in the space where I'm work, you know, I go to an office, I'm there every single day. It's different, man. It's a lot harder than you think. Getting people to move and make decisions with the levels of fear that people have because they have 
five, six, seven thousand upwards of two, you know, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 unique holders of certain assets. And you can't please them all. And one loud commentary can create contagion that ultimately impacts those highly convicted people as well. And then it just snowballs and snowballs. And then you're getting the death threats and this and that. And it's tough, man. I mean, shoot, I've <laughs> I've gotten death threats. I've gotten told, what, like, dude, no joke. I've literally been told multiple times to go jump off a bridge or jump off a building because I support Moonbirds. Um, just because I support him. Uh, I've been told that based on a certain commentary that I've provided at times, uh, when I called out bigotry and hatred from a, a certain project of incels in the space that they the were lady. maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, that they were going to come and find me and hang me like, dude, crazy yeah, stuff. And that's right? all. And that's all, you know, who those people are. They are anonymous nobodies, probably 16-year-old kids or something anonymous. It's like <laughs> anybody that would talk like that is just that's the worst part about social media is the is the people that are anonymous that will just totally. muck it up with just so so when I was going going to town against them, right? Fighting the bigotry, fighting the hatred. Uh I'm on a plane headed to consensus. So I'm on this spotty Wi-Fi, right? And I'm going in shout and out. out shout out to spotty shout Wi-Fi. Out to spotty Wi-Fi there, no doubt. So I'm, I'm on the airplane Wi-Fi and I'm trying to go in and out and they're trying to get me up on a state stage. And I'm like, I can't come up on stage. And they're like, yeah, go and hide. So then I snap a photo of my face and say, this is what I look like. Come find me, bro. Like, my buddy was already at consensus and he was like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Like you are just literally putting it out there. This is who I am. And I'm like, because I know these keyboard warriors, one are not going to do it Two, If they actually did do it. I mean, I, I was a keyword was, I was an all American runner. I can get, I, I still got, I still got some speed, baby. You can get uh, out of there. Okay. I'll get out okay. of there if I have to, you know, um, it's one of those things, but, uh, the space can get very toxic. I was talking about this the other day with another founder around the toxicity. I was like, the, the shitty part is there's some incredible people. I, I met you in this space, right? You know, I I've met some amazing people that just don't get platformed quite like some of these negative chaotic individuals, right? It just is what it is. Of course. Yeah. I guess that's the way it always is. Same with the social media, like that, you know, even those influencer world, like all those people are, you know, the smart people don't get to play. Facts. I mean, I'm not that smart either. So, you know, nah, nah, well, Compared to compared to some of them, compared to, compared some, to of them. some of them, yeah, yeah, most yeah, of the yeah, really yeah. smart people I've met in this space have like less than a thousand followers. Uh, like yeah, no, there are some of the the true, true, yeah, no doubt, yeah, no doubt. yeah. Well, I'll be talking to them, and I'm like, "What's your Twitter handle?" They give it to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, like three hundred. Yeah, like, I don't give a. F- so, like, yeah, don't they give don't a give a fuck, fuck about yeah, yeah. it. Not at all. Right. It's right. because their brain speaks for them, not their thumb. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that's pretty funny. But what else we got on this list? We're gonna go a little long. Is that cool? You, you, uh, yeah, you, you got to go. I'm, yeah, I'm chopping. U- it usually, up, usually Jenny cuts us off in an hour, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go a little long. We'll do a long one. I think Andy's gonna. Andy might be sleeping, but it is all good. <laughs> what do I have on here? Let's go over to Blair. Let's look at some data from uh, from Blair. Where do you where do you go for your data? Like, because because I go first thing in the morning throughout the day. I'm always looking at data. Blair's the place. That that I typically go. Yeah, Blur's a good spot to go for data. Um, it depends. Although they got you they know, got rid of the thirty day. It used to say one day, seven day, thirty day. Which I'm oh, they did get rid of the thirty day. Yeah, that, this was this was like a week ago, and I was I didn't know if it was like a set here or something. Yeah, like, so I've used ever... I've used Blur NFT Go has had some really good data I've, I've leveraged in the past, but it just mm. depends on what I'm looking for. Yeah, for sure. I used to use like uh, Dgens.finance, the OSF one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just once I started trading all on Blair, like all the data is right there. So that's just where I end up. And let's see if anything sticks out. Like, uh, I mean, board. So, oh, oh I know what I want to ask you about. I want. I got a question for you. Love it, love it. So there's a project right now that was given me. 2022 October 2022 PTSD and then all of a sudden they come through and it's meme land so I I say it was given me October 2022 PTSD because it was exactly this time of year that gutter cat gang was going to be dropping gang last year and so meme token was meme coin was supposed to drop in June they delayed it they delayed it then all of a sudden they were saying October and I'm like oh man here we go. Are we are we actually going to get it or is it not? And so a couple of weeks ago, they finally announce it. They they have their farming where everyone's tweeting. I'm I'm partaking in that as well. They did their fire sale where 182 percent oversubscribed and or over uh registered so people actually submitted their their money to it you've got over two billion dollars uh staked already in binance's pool and so yeah so it's not even dropped in the last 48 hours captains potatoes and mvps have climbed back up so i think captains are at 5.1 ish 5.2 ish something that captains are up uh 20 in the last seven days what are the other ones potatoes are up yeah, 8% in the last seven days. Yeah. So yep, you've yep. got that project. Yeah, sure. So I'm trying to think through, if you start to think about learning from past experiences, right? And the only token drop that I feel really blew up was Ape. Most other tokens fail. The big thing about Ape was the moment you claimed it, you had 100% of it that you could immediately sell if you wanted. With captains, the way they're doing it is only 25% of what you've bought in fire sale and what you're able to claim will actually be immediately available for sale. The rest has a vesting period that has a linear unlock of, I think, 6 to 12 months, things like that. So it's going to be a really interesting thing to watch. My question is to you, do we predict that when November 3rd's the claim, I believe, so I think that's Friday of this week, maybe something in that ballpark. Do we predict the same old, same old, where all of a sudden people claim and then 
ultimately the value of the token and the value of the NFT are the exact same as what the NFT was prior to the claim, because that's kind of what happens, right? You get a new asset, it dilutes it, and the value sticks. What is the uh, token supposed to be used for? I don't know. I know some of, like, I I remember hearing the Twitter spaces when they were launching originally. What's that guy's name? The CEO Ray, guy? Ray, nine Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I know everyone's saying that he's, like, a big deal. And they're, what is it? What's it? Used what's it going to be? Oh my god, look at your Twitter! You got the meme, (laughs) yeah, baby. Riggs loves meme coin. Oh my god, oh yeah, I'm farming, I'm farming, baby. Holy shit, okay. So, what is it used for? So, like, that's what I want to know. If you want me to answer that question, I need to know. Is yeah, it a, so, is it so, another Ponzi or what is what are you going to use the meme coin for? So, he has been very clear with obviously with regulatory issues that this is a meme coin that has zero use case, blah, 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 all that stuff. However, he also said there will be, it will not be listed on, on this has no expectation of being listed on exchanges, so on and so forth. And you've already found out it's going to be listed on Binance. He always has gone down the path from day one around creating a social FI site. And so I actually believe he is like going friend, to be, like friend tech. I think there is going to be something similar to a friend tech. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how that'll work. I, I don't know if there'll be bonding curves, so on and so forth. But what he has that others don't have is a platform already called nine gag that has, I think 70 million active users. And so there is, is there a way to integrate the two? in order to onboard his other users into this space in some way or form or fashion. Right. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know those answers. So I'm going down the path of like this mental struggle of, okay, don't be the dumbass again. Don't be the dumbass again. Just profit. Like I keep going down this path, profits, profit. Right. And so if I sell now, like I could sell my entire meme, meme land bag and I'm, I'm way up. And I've already gotten my fire sale allocation. So I'll have meme coin, you know, it's just the question, is the NFT more valuable? Is the token more valuable? Or are both of them less, you know, really vaporware? And I don't have those answers. Um, Dude, so what do the 70,000 active users do? What, what, what makes, what do they do? 70 million active. 70 million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. And which Uh, is. Which is the only thing that's keeping this afloat right now. So tell me what they do. What what is, what keeps them active? Now you got me having to Google Google things. I, so what, what, dude? Right leading up, just sell everything. Right leading up, wash your hands, buy a nice piece of art, and never look back. That's take the money. you know it honestly. That Le- is what it's, I need it's, to do. It's what I need like, to do. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do it because then you're out of it. Maybe keep a little something. If you have a bunch, I don't know exactly what you have. And I can always Ooh. buy back. I can always buy back in, right? Now's the time. Yeah. What's it going to do? It's not going to like even now what's going to happen is it probably will have an initial little roll up. You know what I mean? Like you might not be able to sell the exact top. Right. Like Ape, right. Ape coin went from like $6 to $25 to $1. So like, it's not going to be that extreme because ApeCoin was a worldwide phenomenon. 
This is not. It's not like that was. Yeah, I, at least I don't think so. I mean, it can't be. It can't be. That was in the middle of a bull market. Bull. That was Eco right. Bull. That was that was that was like that was the top signal. Yeah, that the, was the, the top signal was the crypto boy song, like the the crypto girl song or whatever. The when she was singing, yeah, that was pretty toppy. That was that pretty toppy. Pico, Pico, top signal. Yeah, uh, we were yeah. all fucked after that. And, and I'm looking at this similar to what I just did. So I was pretty heavy into Opepin. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just announced the Squiggle collab with uh, the Snow Pepin. The Snow yeah. Pepin. The the uh, just do the math. The odds of you getting one of those is so slim. So what did I do? I sold all of my unrevealeds during this pump because it pumped up. Yeah, it pumped yeah, up, yeah. and then it'll drop back down. And guess what? I'll buy again, and I'll wait for the next big artist collab, and I'll do it again. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. But uh, yeah, I like that. No, this space is crazy, man. There are opportunities to make money still in this space. Um, there are. It's just uh, not quite like it once was where Max Mint. Right. You're just mint, whatever. Like, dude, the thing well, this, at, at this point, anything you're able to mint, like, isn't worth it. You know what I mean? Most Unless you know. find the diamond in the rough. But, like, dude, I, I, I've had... I've had a lot of conversations recently through Boardroom Ventures with people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, a lot of people still call us to like talk through minting strategy. Like a regular, like a drop, like we're from like a, drop. a project, quote unquote. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've literally, so I've, I'll walk out of a lot of those meetings and Josh and one are like, dude, you can't be so hard on some of these people. And I'm like, I got to ask these hard questions because right. these things, this is, they're going down the path of right. failure. Like, what are you trying to do here? You just trying to make your couple million and then who knows? Right. Exactly. Like, we, we were talking to this one company, won't say the name. And uh, they wanted to mint 15,000 PFPs at 0.09. It, Pico Bull. I mean, Pico Bear. Right. Like a buck and a quarter. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, so what's your value prop? Well, we're VC backed by a large company. Uh, okay. I got it. So you have money, but you're now trying to extract money, which by the way, that's what these cynical assholes are going to think. What right. are they going to get for minting this? Right. Well, we're, we're going to build a game. Oh, you're gonna, going to build a game. You haven't built a game. Okay. You're like, I've heard I, this before. Yeah, I was right. like, how far out's the game? Well, beta is probably six months out. Mm. The Metaverse that. too. You got Metaverse coming. Yeah, dude. I crush them, man. I crush right. them with questions. I'm like, I walk out of there. I'm like, okay, one, Josh, if you guys say yes, you want to work with these people, we'll go. I'll go to war. I'll figure out what I got to do. But please, sweet baby Jesus, tell them no. Like, just tell them no. That's wild, dude. It's wild. Yeah, that's been some good conversations. I'd love to hear, like, so you don't have to name companies, but like some major companies. What do they want to do? What do you tell them? What's going on with the major companies trying to? Yeah, so in? like I, I'll share one, uh, and they partly due to they just had a drop. Uh, it, it's Ducati. So Ducati came into the space. They uh, 
partnered with some folks. They came to us very last minute to see if we could help with go to market and awareness. And we're like, it's really last minute, but Hey, it's Ducati. Let's see if we can do something. Um, they wanted, they're wanting to build out a platform to give homage and respect to their past, their present, and their future. And so this first drop was a, a past drop where they worked with a, a fa- fairly famous artist, which this was the other problem. They worked with somebody who was, won't let us use their name because they're, they don't want to be associated with Web3. I was like, probably, yeah, I was like, you probably should choose a different artist. Uh yeah, dude. Like, choose somebody who's proud of the space. That's okay. So that was potentially screw up one. Screw up two was they partnered with XRP. So it was on Ripple. Uh, Ripple blockchain. Yeah, which is like Jesus. another Nobody friction. Knows. Another yeah, friction. Wallet. Like that's yeah. What a mistake. That said, they're committed to this. Like I had, yeah. I, I've spoke to the CMO in Italy. She's incredibly smart. So we're talking about helping them do things a little bit differently for their present drop, right? Where they're going to show homage to their present bikes. And I'm talking, doing some cool events in real life as a kickoff where you bring bikes in your demo in, um, uh, there's opportunities to earn chances to go for rides. Uh, and, and then ultimately having some real rewards as well, like being able to go to, to a race, uh, being able to partner with certain collections as well where all of a sudden that if a collection wins this xyz they've got their logo on one of the bikes you know try to drive some engagement try to drive some energy because right now people don't they don't see the value of these collectibles anymore right it they they want to know what the value is back to them what's the free money coming to them and so you've got to if you're not going to have that which a lot of these big brands don't want to be that for regulatory issues, which makes sense, then there's got to be an engaging value through either entertainment or experiences that will create enough of a purpose for someone to say, yes, I'm going to go pay a hundred bucks or 200 bucks for this NFT. Right. And so a lot of, a lot of big conversations. Uh, I'm talking right now with a major financial institution. about they are a member-based um financial organization about creating a loyalty program to drive shared wallet which means multiple services through them so if they have a bank account with them but don't have their insurance with them how do we get that if they have their Mm -hmm. insurance with them but don't have their uh xyz then how do we get that And, and creating a program leveraging this along with creating some additional education platforms that they can use with their children uh, through animations to teach basic financial literacy, things that the education system doesn't teach and provide that value back to them as well, which then if they go through those courses, they can then help their kids set up their first checking account, understand how to do that. They can set up really cool things through this where like the parents agree to this, that the kids have to go through X, Y, Z classes in order to also get their allowance. So if they clean, do their chores, that's great. But if they didn't go through their financial literacy or their whatever class we would do, they, they still wouldn't get that allowance, which again, you're driving that participation, you're driving engagement. 
uh, all while providing that value back to to those original members that you you need to make sure you're taking care of. So a lot of cool opportunities to use the tech um, and don't have to lean completely into PFPs. Right. But you can't. Loyalty programs is the thing. Loyalty programs, a few of them are doing really, really smart things, really, really well. Starbucks particularly, but even like Nike, do you know the Lufthansa one? I put this actually up on the list to talk about at the end. You familiar with that? Up Trip by Lufthansa? I'm not. I'm not actually. Um... It's pretty cool, man. I spoke about it about a month ago, but I didn't have too many details and I started to look into it a little bit more. It's basically their loyalty program that they're putting on the blockchain. And as you travel to different cities, you collect NFTs. And as you get sets and stuff, they will reward you upgrade to to get in the lounge or whatever it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, I I think loyalty programs is something that's a simple way to do it. I I also think engagement programs where you can go if you're if you think about the NBA or the NFL, right? You've got Mm -hmm. probably half the teams that are in major markets that don't need to worry about selling out. Right. But then you have half the teams that aren't. And most of those small market teams, I'll use my Hornets, for example, suck. We're we're just we've been terrible. You guys have sucked forever. We've been horrible. What's MJ doing? It don't matter. He's stacking. He's counting his cash, bro. He's counting his cash. He sold. Didn't he sell? He 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 just sold. So we got new leaders in place. But how do you drive attendance? And if if you drive attendance, how do you provide special experiences aside from the game in an inexperienced way that people can feel attached to it. How can you actually create emotional attachment to these players when they're not the players that they're watching on ESPN all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And, or the, on the highlight reels. And so I think there's a ton of opportunity to do that also while leveraging different technologies like AR, VR, uh, things like that, where they these teams, these types of organizations have the capital to put into some of these programs and can actually really push it forward, all while creating blockchain solutions that don't require people to understand that they're using blockchain, which is, I think, really important at first. That's very that's a very important aspect to any of this. It needs to be seamless. Uh, that's a really good point. The one one you made that you don't even mention NFTs. You talk about this artist that won't even. Right. That won't even say he's part of the project with Ducati because it's on the blockchain. Like uh, people are so weird. There was a there was must have been a really good propaganda. Yeah, they campaign. I guess they I guess they were saying that uh they had done some things previously and they lost some of their other business because they were working with, yeah. with blockchain and crypto. True. And it sucked because when I went through the artwork, which also because of those negotiations, they delayed showing the artwork up front. So they were giving these little teasers, but the teasers were like little cropped photos of like part of the NFTs. So it wasn't giving when I actually saw the artwork, which was after mint, I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff is freaking killer. Like it's really good. And so I was just like, man, I wish this was an artist that was going to be proud of this. Who was the artist? Andy could bleep it out. Yeah. Um, ah, you don't have to say it. I don't want to say it, man. I don't want to say it. You can say it. Andy will bleep it. Andy will bleep it. 
it was uh ironically enough same people that did this hoodie that i'm wearing uh which we're not allowed to say either um, yeah so you got, you no, got that's out. funny yeah I, i'll check it out i'll check him out and see, see the thing that's that's pretty funny though i have what was i just gonna say there uh oh yeah using blockchain right and, and not and not telling the people oh yeah i was gonna actually mention the blackbird app you're in new york you oh, actually man. so cool isn't I, it yep. so freaking cool yep. man yeah, yep. I think they're going to do incredible things. Yep, they are. It's really cool. So if anyone doesn't know, uh, we've I've also talked about this before, but the dude that founded, uh, what was it, Resi, he yep. started this Blackbird app, which is basically a loyalty program for restaurants. And it's mostly in New York right now. You, you go to the app, the Blackbird app, you open it up. It's a map. You can look at all the restaurants. You click on them. Some of them have a free NFT. Some of them you pay and you get certain perks. And when you go, you tap the NFC chip on their plaque or whatever, right? Is that how it works at yep. the restaurant? Yep. So it knows you're there. Uh, to get an NFT, the free ones, you literally just click and it mints it in two yep. seconds for free on the base chain. Uh, I, lo- I loved that seamless, easy. You have an NFT, but it's not an NFT. It's just basically a card or whatever. Like what people... What I want to tell people, like, I'm actually working on something also I'm going to tell you afterward. Um, but what, what I want to tell people is, like, if you don't care that it's on the blockchain, you don't want to do anything with the blockchain, don't worry. It's just, like, it doesn't matter. You just have this stuff in your account. It's just sitting there. But the reason we believe in the blockchain is because all that stuff you get, even if it was free, you could sell it. it might be worth 50 cents or a dollar, but who knows? whatever but it's yours and that's why we believe in the technology and then Uh, yeah oh go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say and then in addition to that it allows us to dynamically reward you forever in ways that we weren't able to before if you just want to keep your stuff you're now an og and we can reward you for the t-shirt you bought in 1993 in 20 years totally additionally think about it this way Uh, in resi so when black, when they came out with this, by the way, I was I was calling on Resi as like a prospect. I was like, I've got an idea similar to what oh, they're I, damn, like, similar yeah. to what they're doing. But I've been thinking about it from a restaurant standpoint, anyways. You know, you you go to old restaurants. You know, they had the punch cards, right? Of you do buy ten of these. How many times have you ever lost that punch card and you've had eight things on it, right? Whether, How many times have you ever gotten to the ten and actually cashed it in? Correct. Once or twice in your totally. life. And so right. this provides a seamless way to do that. Uh, I also have always envisioned with restaurants. So I have this thing like actually right over here in my little mini bar. I've got a, a big jar where I walk out of restaurants and I always grab a matchbook. And my wife and I collect these matchbooks. And so I thought it'd be really cool to create a concept where every time you go, you get a digital matchbook. And if you get 10 of these matchbooks, you actually can create a burn mechanism where you light them on fire and you get the reward. And so you actually lean into a traditional thing that they used to do all while creating rewards. And I thought it'd be a lot of fun, something simple, something that's easily tracked. And then something else that you talked about that a lot of people don't share or don't even quite fully understand about the blockchain, you actually are 
slowly gaining more information around data is the most, all these organizations we look at, they're data companies. That's how they make their money. And blockchain actually can provide us incredible data around other things that people collect, the things that you like. And so now from a marketing standpoint, the like Resi would ultimately be able to look at this and say, oh, you're regular at these three types of organizations. We're going to start sending you specific ads or specific rewards for other organizations that just came on board that fit the model of these. So now they're right. making recommendations. They're making simplistic aspects to make our lives easier. And that that's the thing. Blockchain has been a friction point, which makes things more challenging. Eventually, it'll flip where it's actually something that makes everything easier. Mm-hmm. And when you make people's lives easier, that's when the mass adoption takes place. It's, right now, we're still in this clunky phase of trying to figure out what chain's best to do this stuff on. How do we, you know, right. what's the best way to set up non-custodial wallets? What's the best way to engage with these people? And Discord, you know, telling people to get into a Discord, all this kind of, it's not it. You're not going to get the, it. The tech isn't there yet. Yeah, the tech Correct. isn't quite Correct. there yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's going to, there's, there's starting to be some of the cream is rising though. There's some good stuff coming out. Oh, like, I mean, even like DraftKings Rainmakers is doing really well. I've talked about this stuff. Yeah. The number one volume NFT by far is CSGO. You familiar really? with that? Yeah. Yeah. So let me pull up. So CryptoSlam.io, we usually look at the stats here. So 24 hours, it is, you know, it's it's, it's done a million in sales. Mutants have done 800,000. Gods on Chains have done 750,000. Over 30 days, it's number one with 37 million in sales. It's on the Mythos blockchain. Counter-Strike Go is the game. So about two or three months ago, it started slowly creeping up the list. And then it's just it's just taken over. This is over the last few months. Uh, like So it's got 37 million in the last month. DraftKings has done 12 million. Board Ape Yacht Club, 21. Uh, so Rare has done 10 million. And CSGO is 37. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's people that the cream, the cream will rise to the top, right? I mean, it's yeah. just one of those things. We'll look back. We'll look back in several years and it won't look anything the way like it does today. Uh, I, I like to believe that the people that have gone through this chaos will have a uh, special place to one, share the memories, share the chaos, the stories. I'm a big storyteller, but uh, two, the we we just we all say, and I and I hate saying all. There's a lot of us that say we're paying attention, but are we paying attention? And are we learning? Right. And so I I think even we talk a lot about the projects that will look differently. The protocols will look differently. Who's at the top will look differently. That also goes to the people. The people that are are here will look different. The people we platform will most likely be different. And so I'm excited for those days to come. Uh, I, I hope I like going to builder conferences like eat Denver um, consensus because you're, you're put in these situations where it's not just, these NFT folks that think they know what they're doing because they understand that community is great, which don't get me wrong. Community is awesome. It's an incredible piece, 
but what have we done to understand the the tech behind it and how can we push the tech forward because that is the differentiator yeah we need some projects to come out make web3 proud really show some show people what blockchain blockchain technology is awesome and people are going to start to harness it and like even like nations are starting to use it they're putting documents uh who is the country that i brought up last week uh can't remember exactly who it was but they're creating this whole program i think it's in abu dhabi and they're creating this whole program it's definitely in abu dhabi and they're they're creating this whole program where they're putting degrees and yeah. um government like just like all different kinds of certificates and everything right on the blockchain. Of course. Yeah. I, I think birth certificates, death certificates make a ton of sense for local and state governments. Yeah. Um, From the standpoint. So what would you do if you were doing something like that? It would probably be on a closed blockchain. Like, yeah. Or they would be soul bound. Like, I don't know. How would you yeah, say it would definitely like be soul bound. I, I think it would be on a closed blockchain that, that you provide access to. Um, right. I, I wish I had more knowledge to be able to go in depth on something like that. I just see, I can see it from a 50,000 foot view. Um, no doubt that that makes sense. I mean, shoot another government though, the El, El Salvadorian government just partnered with uh, Pons, who's the founder of the plague for what they're doing with making coffee. And so they're, they're, Oh, no way. Yeah. So they're trying to build out a coffee franchise business uh, where an ass essence the NFTs or the predicate licenses that for each different location, they have to purchase a license, which means they have to purchase it from the NFT holder, right? So there's the value there. But the government is working with the farmers to provide a specific rate for the for the coffee beans. And on each package, there's going to be a story about who the farmers were, the family that actually worked on your beans, there's going to be a QR code where you can actually go and using the Bitcoin Lightning Network, provide transactions back to them so you can tip them and provide them additional income in order to support That's their dope. families. That's dope. So there, there, there's really cool in real life uh, people that are building solutions from a tech standpoint. And most people don't even know that's taking place with the plague and um, making coffee because it their floor price is sitting at like 0 0.2, 0 0.3, something in that ballpark, right? But it's because he's not leaning into speculation. He's actually, <laughs> he put out four like 25 minute PowerPoint videos a few months back on this. He goes, yeah, I'm old. I'm, these are PowerPoints, deal with it. And it's like, people don't like that because it's just being fully transparent and real and doesn't lean into speculation. But I think they're building sustainable growth concepts i didn't know that. you're right i didn't know that so yeah damn. yeah el salvador they're the ones that that uh have really uh integrated bitcoin right like everyone's running around buying exactly. stuff at the market in bitcoin yeah that's right yeah 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 so uh, pr again providing opportunities for upward mo you know upward mobility in towns and places in the world that mm -hmm. don't typically have it and i think that's really cool yeah that's cool no doubt that's really cool. That those are some cool, especially the little tip thing because you just give somebody point zero 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 six of a Bitcoin. It's pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, I love that. What else do I have on my list? Let's talk about a Chat GPT. How much are you getting into to AI and Chat GPT? I love Chat GPT. I mean, I, I've 
gone down the path of uh, I'm even working with uh, commercial real estate brokers in the city where I've integrated ChatGPT into their Zoom info prospecting tool for automated responses um, in order. Oh, to- yes. Oh, so you're real. Yeah. Whoa, that's that's deep. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I love I, I'm a big, yeah. cool, uh, big ChatGPT guy. Yeah, me too, man. I I'm on it constantly for everything I do. Like even things I'm not sure if I can use it for. I want to like see if I can think of a way to get it to figure it out for me. Like the Dolly three integration a couple of weeks ago has blown my mind. It's insane. Uh, I know. And then just being able to talk to it like a person, like actually change it up a little bit instead of making a whole new prompt. I canceled my mid journey subscription. Canceled. Yeah, I still have my I still have my mid journey because I'm playing. I might get it. I might get a. They make well. They make different style images. They like, do. Chat. I mean, uh, Dolly. Dolly three ChatGPT can do logos and words and yeah. like characters. And but mid journey does make like more like artistic, dark, like fantasy kind of. Yeah, they're, they're very sense. different solutions. Yeah. Um, right. 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 I, I definitely don't use, I use mid journey primarily for different creative reasons and just piddling to, with, I've, yeah. I've entered some art competitions and I'll start oh, with cool. hive yeah. three. You do hive three. No. So I, I do one primarily through command a, which is a Moonbird mm-hmm. created uh one of the community members created it. So every got month it, got it. Oh, that's cool. And mm-hmm. so like, uh, I'll use that and then I'll take their image and start, putting it into other solutions to make things that are hand drawn on it, stuff like that. But uh, with the chat GBT stuff, I, I just like that you can train. And if you have 4.0, the paid subscription, you can actually yeah. start to really train it to. Understand if you don't, you if you don't have chat GPT 4.0, the paid subscription, you're behind right now behind. I'm just saying, and I'm, that's just, there's no two ways about it. If you're not paying for the $20 a month for chat GPT, you're behind. I mean, dude, I, my mom, yeah. so my mom's a teacher. She's a high school teacher. Right. Yeah. Uh, she fucking hates chat GPT. Cause she's having, right. to deal with it. and I go, mom, you got to lean it's, in. It's, it's like a math teacher hating calculators. Totally. But I was exactly, but I was like, you got to lean in like, yeah. you, you use it, make the kids smarter. Right. right. Now don't give them the same through it. Not against yeah, it, right? right? And so, like, I've been trying to get her mind wrapped around it for how you could actually relate to the kids differently. What does she teach? Uh, English. So, yeah. she t- like have the kids write the most beautiful poems that have ever been written. Like, you know, like have them like do stuff like that. I told her. So, my mom used to tell. Like, my mom was an English teacher, but I was a fucking terrible writer. So, like she used to tell me, I'm like one of the worst writers she's ever ha- ever seen. That's I, I worked on my writing quite a bit through my early career, like publishing different articles, things like that, just to to practice. But I was like, Mom, do you understand the power I would have to be able to get my thoughts on paper, plug it into ChatGPT? to make it cohesive and, you know, concise, have the punctuation correctly. I mean, it, it would have changed the game where it's not me saying, Chad GPT, write me an article or write me a, a research paper on the, the war of XYZ, blah, 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 blah. And, and it does it. 
I get that's full, full on plagiarism in essence. But if I take my work and I use it as a tool to make it better, it's what's what's the difference from me using word with, uh, you know, spell correct and grammar correct. Right. It's the next step up. It's, it's the, the next, next step, step up. up yeah. Right. Because that's and AI. That's AI too. Google searches AI. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I think it's just an incredibly powerful tool. I, I think about the things when I was training sales reps back in the day and sales reps are horrifically bad. Most of them at details. And so working through even responses to emails were like, I would see some come through and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so bad. And so the, the power to take a professional and mitigate the amount of time they have to use on things that they're not good at, it can change the game for so many people. Dude, it's getting to the point like there it's like pumping out like a month's worth of social media content in 30 minutes for people, like all that stuff. There's a, there's a new upgrade coming this week. Uh this is the ultimate first world problem, but I'm happy they've <laughs> solved it. When uh so if you want to upload an image and have them describe it and give you prompts, you used to have to upload the image into one chat, copy it, go over to another one. And they are fixing that, thankfully, because that was a pain in the yeah, ass. Such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Such a, you know what I've used it a lot for is taking these fucking white papers that are so God. Right. Awful. Give us to me in bullet points, the most oh, important my things. God. Like, I, I don't want news wanna... articles. No, when there's a news article, I do the same thing. Yep. Dude, when yeah. there's two, there's a long tweet, you know. That I don't want to. Let read. me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Every time I'm getting ready, so we were interviewing Josh the other day. I'll go tell me everything that you can about Josh Ong in bullet points, and then take on the persona of Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman, and give me 25 questions you would ask him based on what you found out. And like it's like it gives me everything I need, and take three or four of the questions it gives. Like, dude, so give me. You're setting yeah. me up. You're setting me up. I, I'll, I'll share this on on air right now. So I'm working on a nice. new show. I'm working on a new show. Oh, Alpha. Yeah, I'm working on a new show. It's going to be a once a week show. Um, I, I'm narrowing down my my co-host. So we're going to have. I have got one set in stone, but we're wanting a female co-host. Totally. And so there's a there's an old HBO show that no one's parents used to let you watch called Taxi Cab Confessions. And Taxi Cab Confessions was a show that uh basically No, it very well. That was like what well, did we're about like you I think you're a few years younger than me, but like that was yeah, like yeah. hey day, like totally, they totally. come on at midnight and then real sex after that. I don't even want to get into that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah it was, know, if it you was know Taxi Cab really, Confessions, you know HBO real sex. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so the, the show's concept as it sits today is gonna be called Maxi Chad Confessions. And okay. Chad is not a sex, a gender, it's a way of life. So it's not about being a guy. And the way that we're wanting this show set up in theory is a combination of like a late night talk show meets Howard Stern. And so I've used ChatGBT to help work up the intro to this the segments around oh it. my god like, yes total you brainstorm every step of the everything way. and i yeah. 
because at some point you you've got the concept right and you'll be typing out and then you hit like you think you have the concept and you get two segments right. in and you're like okay maybe this isn't good maybe this isn't a good thought this isn't going to work and then you start going diving deeper and like helped us work up like the warning this show's filmed by idiots nothing you know nothing here should be taken serious it's all for entertainment nothing you say should or will be used against you in the court of public opinion like let let's be real right and so yes we i'm using that nonstop right now to build out this concept of this show uh because i wanted to be something that this space has never seen this isn't going to be a show where we're talking about having interviews of people on to talk about their projects it's not going to be a drama filled show this is going to be entertainment we're going to be talking calling people out we're going to be having fun one of the segments is called maxi chad or maxi pad and so it's, oh boy yeah so we hold a photo of the pfp up and we got to rate people maxi chat or maxi pad uh wow. i mean it's gonna be incredible i think so at least that or, I, that or i get canceled one way or another uh. one way or another and i'm fully docked so i know that uh when i tell this concept to a few people they're like um uh how hard are you am i no, it's, we're not going hard. We're going to be, uh, it's fun. It's fun. Like, come at me. Like, you can call me a maxi pad. It's cool. No big deal. Uh, it is what it is. But yeah, so that that's one of the next things that I'm working on. Uh, but I've been using ChatGPT to help me hone in on it for sure. Totally, totally. Yeah, you use it for anything. Brainstorming constantly. And you ever get to a point where you like, like I ask it, I'll like give me 20 of this and then 20 more. 20 more, 20 more. I like feel bad sometimes. I don't want to push it, but it's a computer, you know? Oh, I'm oh, always, oh. thank you. I'm so polite to it. Like, I, polite I, as I you can possibly you. be. I thank you. Please I and thank you. thank you all the time. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Sir. I'm yeah. like, these ones are awesome. I'm like, thank you so much. These last ones are awesome. Let's do a little more, but tweak it a little bit like this. Like, because it's learning. Don't be a jerk to it. I think every single team, by the way, that has provided IP rights to their holders should have a chat GPT bot in their discord that is trained to be able to understand the traits associated with it. And you can come in and create a name and a storyline associated with your NFT. That would be cool. Most people like I was thinking about it when I had all my apes, right? Everybody was naming them these cool names this and that. And I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. And so like chat GPT came out after that, all that. And so now I've got, you know, different names for my, my, yeah, assets right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I think that the teams need to be providing these engaging opportunities for that are easy to set up that can actually come in and help say, okay, this has a, you know, Pipes, well, yeah, chat, right, and, and ChatGPT now can do that. I'm actually so impressed. Have you put any images in there? Oh it yeah, re- and it's not just that it it reads them; it reads them instantly. Like it does images faster than anything else. It's you can take it. You can take a picture of the inside of your refrigerator and ask it for uh, recipes of from the things that are in there. Oh, try that. Oh, try I'm that. On that, that's awesome. Try that. Yep. You could take. Uh, uh, I. I don't know if you could do, I had the idea to take a picture at the grocery store of like the meat shelf 
and like what's the best deal like things like that and see if it can like see the price oh yeah re- but like you can literally i, I showed my parents I, I took a picture of their fridge and it like gave me all these recipes with what was in their fridge oh that's brilliant wild that's but wild like, and so you could put they're about to add where you can i think some people have it i don't have it yet where you can enter pdfs and you can talk with the pdf whatever that means um yep I don't even know what that means. I came across, I was actually studying the Aptos blockchain. Someone asked me to to look at it and I came across, they have like their ether scan, but it's Aptos scan. They have a, an AI chatbot where you could talk to their blockchain scanner and like how much of this contract or who did this. And it, it didn't work real well, but the idea of that I thought was brilliant. Have you, have you tried with uh, messing around with the AI app called pi pi no i've heard of it but i have yeah not. it's pretty cool it's it's literally you have conversations with your phone <laughs> um, okay okay but it it they're pretty good like it's uh mm. i've just been playing around with different yeah different AI solutions yeah no th- i mean everyone keeps telling me about google bard which i haven't even messed with yet sadly so i have i have done side-by-side comparisons of chat gpt and yeah that and yeah very similar i i will say as chat gpt starts to go more historical in their background and the data they pull it's getting less and less different google provides a little bit more historical value associated with it um additionally it's caught up quicker um but i I think that uh i'm more of a chat gpt guy than a google I am now definitely. I'm definitely an open AI maxi at this point. Uh, Sam yeah. Altman, you know, crushing it, crushing, crushing, yeah, it. for sure. For sure. I love the stuff, it's getting better. Like the people that that came in back in whatever it was, February, or March, when it blew up for 10 minutes and they played with Chat GPT 3.5. Oh, this is cool, whatever. It's not like that anymore. It's all it's it's 50 times better and it's getting better by the minute, totally. Well, shoot, man, it's been fun. I I appreciate you having me on. Yes, this is great, brother. Let's go. I would have kept talking. No, let's cut it off. What are we at? Almost two hours. Almost at two hours. I'm sitting here. No, I know. I just came over and gave me the clip on the legs. I'm like, uh, yeah, wondering why am I not laying down already? Uh, But no, No, I love it. I think we got everything to talk about. We talked about so much. This was a pleasure, dude. I appreciate you coming on. Short notice. Definitely. That, I appreciate are, yeah. you asking. I'm always, you give me a microphone. I'm down to chop it up. Let's go. Ah, that is what's up. You want to give anybody your socials or anything like that before we uh, sign off? Yeah. If you, if you want to follow me, I'm at Kyle Riggins on Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it these days. So that's at, at K-Y-L-E-R-I-G-G-I-N-S. Uh, you can also search Kyle Riggins on LinkedIn if you want to find me in a more professional setting. But uh I am the dead skeleton moonbird with a frog on its head. So uh, come find me. Let's go. Hell yeah. With that said, I'm going to try and close it out. Like Jenny said, she goes with that said, everybody, that's another episode of NFT catcher podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.